What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. That purple bling bling in the New Year ring ring, yo. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and your auditory canals are tuned into episode 153 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Cat Daddy, aka the Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, man? Uh, not much, as usual, but happy to be here. Uh, I can't believe it. It's new year, new new year, new me, new video games. I'm super excited to be here and i want to thank you all for for sticking with us and all you old timers who've been here since day one and everyone who's who has joined um since then so yay new year let's make it something special all right and of course our show is a no-go without trader joe aka jabroni chief yeah yeah who is that food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar What's going on, bro? Not much, man. Just, uh, you know, enjoying this new year of goodness. Surprising didn't throw a little jaw, a.k.a. in for Dez. <laughs> what? What? You're a.k.a. Big Draws. <laughs> big drawer, though. Big jaw, not big drawers. <laughs> big drawers. A.k.a. Big drawers. My, bi- yeah. my big drawers are uh, becoming less big. Thank you. As an out outriders insider joke. <laughs> You're not missing much. Yeah, you are not missing much. <laughs> not no. Missing much. It's just it's just people acting silly. But yeah. <laughs> Big drawers. <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a terrible Milton Bradley board game. What? Big drawers? <laughs> Big drawers. <laughs> sounds like a joke from Friday the movie, though. <laughs> it's big drawers. How you doing, Mr. Big Drawers? I mean, big drawers. Do 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 the big drawers. I mean the the stuff that I've seen passing for board games lately, like they got one where a squ- you have to make a squirrel poop out its nuts. Uh, sure. I mean it's it's I I don't know what's passing for 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 board games for kids nowadays. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> I'm not even gonna ask for specifics on that. Poop out his nuts. I mean, so like, well, you yeah. know, like you know, like you know, acorns yeah. and yeah, they're, oh, they're like I these know, marbles, and you have to shove them into his. You have to shove them into his mouth, and the person who makes him poop is the loser. But, so, you know, you say awesome. poop out his nuts, and it's like, oh my god, what front end or back end? Are you talking about the the nuts coming out of the back end or the it's, poop it's coming the, out of the front it's, end? It's it's uh, well. I think anatomy I is kind of the same for for all I for know, all I vertebrates. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't know. What but saying. anyway, uh, uh, terrible. I'll explain later. I'll explain. Terrible later. Milton Bradley games aside. aside yeah, <laughs> we are going to move on to our first topic on the docket, which, as always, is going to be the playlist.
so let's go with Joe this time. What you been playing, dude? Uh, pretty much if you are looking at my playlist, it's pretty much almost equal to Dez's playlist. So we basically have just been doing a lot of multiplayer gaming in the new year on there. So um, basically, I'll just start off with uh, Gen Zero. We're still resuming our playthrough of that. We happen to play with listener of the show, Gerald, on Monday on there and uh, we're kind of resuming our playthrough and the thing the way the game is set up is that basically i can't create a um, second playthrough like if i was going to try to do it solo it does resume from the last save and so basically uh whatever game that we play it's gonna have to be done collectively and or i'll just have to resume off that collective save if i just want to play solo or whatnot so so, and uh, what we played so far, we kind of got to basically the uh, beginning opening crescendo of the game until it kind of opens up. And so we kind of stopped there on Monday and we haven't delved any further. But uh, Des, what's your overall impressions? I mean, as far as uh, opening up all the little plot points and then basically get, opening up the map on this? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. And I I don't know that uh, we were talking a while ago about this game and it was like this game was because we played it during its, I guess, infancy. And then it has gotten a lot better uh, having. Having you know, letting some time to marinate and get a little, little bit better, I, I thought it was funny. We we had to do all this stuff before going to our um, um before getting to the actual meat of the game because you know we had to go and we had to do these various different what was it uh uh missions and then we got to this one mission and, and we got a thing saying you know you have completed all of the uh, all of the what the uh what was it the um you've completed all of the base missions and i'm like th those are just the base missions or the early missions and i was like geez so again this game seems to have a lot more legs legs in it than, than what I was expecting. So, so I'm like, okay, um, let's, let's go on and see what we're, what, what we're having um, to do. But I thought it was a lot of fun playing with uh, Gerald. Um, I was sad that Kevin didn't really, you know, didn't really, didn't really resonate with Kevin that much, you know? So for that, I was a little sad, but, but uh, it is a, it is a fun little game. Um, and I think if you really want to uh, try uh, Gen Zero, you, you really should at least at least just to see, you know, how it plays. Um, it's free on Games Pass if you have Games Pass. And I'm thinking that it's it's definitely worth the playthrough just to see what it's what it's like. And you can you can play fashion dress up and and you could make your you make different weapons I, I don't know and and stuff make different clothes so yeah so. there's a little bit more crafting involved i mean there's uh, eventually with one of the expansions some base building so it is a slower paced uh, more realistic uh, fps in that aspect you know yeah uh, you know it's not going to be to where it's like frantic it's it's like the antithesis antithesis to like something like doom or like oh, a, yeah. old school corridor shooter. It's very atmospheric, and uh, you know, uh, granted, we don't play a lot of the uh, 
favorite like Microsoft games like State of Decay or anything like that, but I think this is, is a little bit more meat to it. You know, maybe I we need to give State of Decay two a little bit more of a breath possibly, but maybe. You know, I'm um, enjoying yeah. what I've played so far of it. You know, I'm glad that it was added to Games Pass because I did have in my I still had the physical PS4 in my backlog, but you know, it was so kind of undone when it initially came out that i never went back to it and i'm glad that they're still working and plugging away at it so uh, another game that we all played together and kind of tried for the first time was um was another game from avalanche the developers of gen zero is a game that they have also available on games pass as an early preview early access is a second extinction so this is kind of the not the same game as Gen Zero for sure. This is a first-person shooter, but it is a four-player cooperative, uh, you know, you versus dinosaurs on there. And so it has a lot of aspects. If you remember that old game from both PlayStation 4 and also on Steam, Helldivers that we used to play. But, you know, it has the same kind of motif a bit. You're going down to the world. You're going on these little missions. Uh, you're calling in pods and getting... Uh, you know, ammo and other items if needed on there. You got to make sure to watch out for the pod because once the pod drops on, you can get smashed. Ha, ah, which is funny. It yeah. didn't happen to us, but it was funny. Yeah, I almost got smashed a couple times, but, you know, a couple of dinos got blasted in. But uh, I, I really enjoyed what I played of it so far. I consider it kind of fun. I, you know, it's like just pop in. It's just like almost in a way, almost like playing uh like a um like a uh, what pvp like game like apex i was trying to think of the you know, it's like early this morning apex legends apex I mean, legends I, yeah, yeah i would i would agree with you it's just it seems more um uh it seems more like um because those games are are pvp but uh, but this is like these are this was a PVE version of those games, which I which I'm actually you know totally fine with. I think I think those games games like that when it's PV, PVE are are totally fine. Yeah, and fun. Had a feeling of a battle royale, but you're not playing against other players. You're playing against obviously the dinos and whatnot. But it had the same kind of drop in drop out type of gameplay that I, I tend. I'm attracted to battle royals, but I don't like the fact that I have to fight against other people. I'd rather just go in and just enjoy the world for what it is. And it just seems like it's something that you, you just basically queue up a level, go down, user, you know, you drop in like you do an apex on there. You, you go into a pod and you, you know, go down to the surface. So you got that kind of Fortnite-y um, apex kind of sensation of, of being dropped into a particular zone and then having to go and obviously do some points and to clear the map and get some additional things done on there so it just has that kind of drop in drop out kind of gameplay where you know you're not saying i'm gonna stick around to play this level for an hour hour and a half or whatnot that is nah. or drop in drop out kind of yeah just, you have different you have different things that you can do in it too yeah uh kev what were your thoughts about it it's okay. Um, I Second Extinction, I don't think, is one of those games that 
is going to hold my attention all that long, particularly, I don't know, can, playing it solo. I, I don't know if you can play the main game solo or not. Uh, I know I completed the tutorial section and there's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird. I, 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 I think my, the way I look at FPSs is like, I don't, I don't play PVP hardly at all. And I need an engaging story and some interesting gameplay mechanics to hold my interest in a, say, like a narrative-driven uh, FPS. A couple of things that come to mind that that fill that bill that have filled that bill for me would be like Shadow Warrior. Um, maybe the first. Uh, Castle Wolfenstein. This is, you know, I mean, I'll probably, I'll, I might jump in if you guys are playing it, but it, it's not really going to be a game that I'm, that really grabs me. Um, I would. Yeah. It's very, it's very simple. Uh, while, while Second Extension to me was just was was so realistic, it became boring. Uh, this is so simple that it's just like I can't see myself playing this game solo. And, and and most of my gaming is done solo. So if a game doesn't hold my attention when I'm playing alone, it, it's really not going to hold my attention when I'm playing with a group. Mm -hmm. a, a good comparison would be like Outriders. I can play Outriders alone or with a group. That That's... I'm I'm having just as much fun alone as I am with a group in Outriders, but that's good. Second yeah. Extinction just does not just. I don't. Maybe that studio is just not my. Don't make my type of games. That's probably what it is. Oh yeah, I mean different. It's always different folks for different. You know, different, different strokes, strokes for, for different. Yeah, for different folks. So it's just it kind of is what it is. Fine. Oh, sorry. <sighs> <sighs> To the beat of just one Joe. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm also playing a little Grim Dawn, but I think, Des, I'll let you, during your uh, playlist, kind of go into it a little bit more because I, I barely went in and played, like, I think 10, 20 minutes of it at most on there. Uh, on that. I know you're definitely way deeper into the game, going through builds and what that than I am. I'm still, like, I think level 14, level 16 with both of my characters, so I'm still, like, all right, the uh no i mean we're, we're pretty much at the same point the funny thing about it is because we are because i keep stopping and making builds that's why i have uh, we're basically at the same point uh because but, i love making builds in the game i granted i do have more um what would be the word i have more i guess i would just say experience because i've 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 honestly played the game like more and i've and i've built up a little bit more uh I guess I built up a little bit more uh, knowledge only because I have played more, you know, played more builds, uh, read more stuff about it. But again, I don't think it's, you know, I just, I really enjoy the game. And that's a game that I can play by myself and, and have played by myself. And I've just been like, you know, oh, this is so much fun. So, so um, yeah, I, 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 I really enjoy 
uh, creating the builds, and I think I found uh, a couple builds that are going to be my my builds that I'm going to play uh, when Joe and I play together. Like I have one that is a solo build, and I have one for for playing with Joe. Um, so we'll we'll see. Um, I am interested in getting to a point where I found a build that I you know. I'm happy that I found these two builds that, that I want to play that way I can actually progress with the story because I really like the story so far. Um, so, so we'll have to, you know, keep playing and see um, what we are going, like what we're going to do. I, I am, you know, again, like I said, excited to play this game. I think it's, I, I I've just had so much fun with it. So, well, uh, where would you, because, you know, obviously anyone listening might want to know if they're interested in playing the game, where would they go to research the builds? Do oh, I a... no, I, I usually just, um, I usually just pick, um, uh, just search whatever, uh, just search Google for whatever base class you want, you're wanting to do, because they have, it's funny they have your they have your base class which is uh like your soldier or your occultist and then they have a secondary class which is which you can get and then once you put those two classes together then you get your third class which is your which is technically your 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 prestige class and it's like a cabalist or a purifier or something like that and then you basically just search uh you know grim dawn and then um uh, oh. What I found out is you is you search Grim Dawn and then you search whatever that first class you choose like a like a, um is there um, a wiki is there a Reddit thread yeah. you go into yeah, there's, a, there's definitely I mean there's a wiki you can go to oh, as well. I know I just I know for like Monster Hunter Kira Nico was my site to go to to look at stuff and... um there isn't one there isn't one specific uh one and that's just because um um there's so many out there like this game people like love this game and they have uh they have uh, a lot of a lot of various different um um sites you know devoted to it it's funny yeah and if you look on if you look online you can see um people actually play um uh they do um speed runs which is kind of not sorry not speed runs they do um what's it called uh they have uh seasons and so you basically they have a class that you pick like three different classes that you pick from a a melee a ranged and a and a um a caster build and then you basically um will register and then you'll play that build uh for the for the season and try to get as far as you can and there's like leaderboards and stuff like that it's pretty crazy yeah, I mean, uh, for for those that don't know, I, the game um, went out of early access like back in 2016 on Steam on uh, February of 2016. So the game is, is not exactly you know a new game. It's uh, been oh, really no. reiterated on uh, and built upon. So I know that uh, Crate Entertainment, the developers. You know, still maintaining Grim Dawn and got the console version out, but uh, you know, very small team. They are trying to get to their next thing on there. They'll probably bring out for PC first. We'll be really curious to see uh, what the what other games this small little studio comes up with for sure. So here for it, bring it. <laughs> and also, last but not least, uh, last three nights uh, we've gone dived right back into outriders a bit and so 
we're all playing together, me, Kevin, Des on there, and uh, you know we're kind of pushing through. We kind of cranked up the uh, world tier a little bit because uh, Kev was carrying us like you know like uh, two cadavers from Weekend at Bernie's, you okay. know. But <laughs> we were still doing pretty good, damn. I know yeah. we're doing okay. I know I don't mean to belittle you or anything. Don't you know? I'm not belittling <laughs> your class or your contribution. We were doing okay, damn it. I know we're doing, we're holding our way. It's not like we're like uh, getting up to the point. Cause I thought with the higher world tier that we would just be wiping, you know, and we haven't wiped once, you know, so. No, we haven't. Yeah. Uh, a couple of us. Though. I died a couple of times. You know? Yeah. We got pretty close though. I think that last night uh, mission uh, was, you know, especially that last one, I was getting tired. So, you know, and then. You're asking me, like, hey, how come you're not taking cover? It's because I'm just sitting here trying to figure out. It's like, I hate these weapons I'm in. And, like, you know, I'm trying to. It's really hard in that game if you equip a couple of weapons prior to get into combat and you want to switch on the fly, especially when shit's getting hairy. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. really, really hard. And so it's like trying to have to work with uh, what you have and that kind of thing. And just, uh, you know, I didn't feel overwhelmed until that last mission last night, but uh, it's been really fun. And we've been kind of taking a, uh, a playthrough method where we're just trying to go in and do all the side story stuff, too, before we progress to the main story. Yeah, Joe's a, Joe's a devout completionist. He's like, we must do this! And I'm like, okay, Joe. Yeah, well, the game's about the loot, too, so, you know. I don't know if you guys want to go more into it, but I really enjoy getting back into it. The game's fun. I know that the in-game content is something that I want to experience and go into the New Horizon content too as well. So, oh, we will. I mean, I've I don't know about uh, you, Kev, but I'm glad that you were playing this because it really kind of kept brought us back into the fold, you know, and and it it, it was easy to get caught up and. Um, to where Kevin was, so I was like, okay, yeah. and and even though the story's a little wonky, you know, it's it's better than Defiance if you remember that game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I honestly, to tell you the truth, I would actually watch this if this was a TV show. I'd watch it just because of how how silly it is. Like, I don't know. It just it just feels silly to me. You know, just everything about it was is silly and i think that's what that's what i love about it is it doesn't take it like it's 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 a serious game but it doesn't take itself too seriously so i'm constantly like are we really doing this right now yeah it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's a like a summer blockbuster flick but basically downgraded a couple notches to like a sci-fi series or a sci-fi channel series or something yeah like it kind of i don't know it kind of reminds me of um like a like a paul s anderson type movie <laughs> You know, if if this was a show or a movie, I would imagine Kevin Sorbo being the lead for some reason. Oh wow, really? I don't know about all that. Kevin Sorbo, you are just you're mean. <laughs> okay. Like you're, maybe uh, I'm not I'm not doing Outriders a solid. So it's like you are Kevin, not like you're not well, selling you, the game at all, buddy. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo, maybe uh, 15 years ago, not in his Scott Bayo esque uh, incarnation. <laughs> no, we we don't we don't no we don't like Kevin Sorbo. No Kevin Sorbo. Oh, okay. No, you're you're well, you're wrong. Brandon Brandon Fraser. How about that? Okay, I could see Brandon Fraser in this. Yes. But I don't know. It's just, just the whole everything about the game is just, you know, it's just, it's just, 
a quality cheese you know it's just yeah it's it's mwah. worthy of a playthrough you know seventy dollars sixty dollars play you know purchase i don't think so but you know right now it's like 20 bucks new it's like use it's around that, was... that price it's on games pass i mean pretty much it's out there for people to play and experience and so Definitely, if you want to play, um, if you want to do a run, I don't mind going into your game and playing with you. Or if anyone out there is listening and wants to join in and do some Outriders, I have no problem doing so. So, and it's got fun mechanics too, though. That's the thing about it. It's yeah. like I think the mechanics are solid. So, so it's kind of just like okay. But. It's the ultimate power fantasy. You know, I haven't done a lot of the like hide beneath cover that much, and maybe I should, especially once the world tier gets cranked up <laughs> to take cover. I, there, I'm so. glad we're doing so well with the world tier because either they tone the world tiers down a little bit, or or they have, um, or we've just gotten better, or our our weapons and whatnot have gotten better because I think that we are we're definitely doing a lot better than we than we have in the past. Yeah, I, I know in the beta that we were wiping quite a bit and we were yeah. playing around with the world tier level a bit. Kevin, did you did you see have you noticed anything different with the Well the uh, the the better weapons have really help out made that a lot uh, progressing in the world tier a lot more manageable. Uh, when I started cuz like I when I was pl- running it solo, well, well y'all was botting it up. Oh uh, wow. <laughs> Wow. You're a bot too. Just, You're on the Xbox. Just, Come making, on, just making a brother feel bad. Thank you, Kevin. Oh. I feel that console shaming. Oh my God. Console shame. I'm on the I mean, Xbox. It's not wrong, though. I mean, to be honest, we were kind of botting it up. You know, we, we have been botting it up quite a while. So, you know. It's the power of Games Pass. Yeah. It's the power of, power of Game Pass compared I, I, to. I, I learned that on the GH Radio podcast about the power of Xbox. Mm-hmm. I've been indoctrinated, indoctrinated slowly but yeah. surely. Phil Jones. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, no, uh, I when I started cranking up the world tier, I started getting better and better weapons. Uh, and it, if you look, I mean, they they really cranked. I don't re, I don't offhand remember what if I don't even remember if they displayed uh, drop percentages prior to this this major update that they did. But when you start cranking up past uh, at five or higher, or even at four, you start getting like you know legendary drops at one hundred twenty six percent. You know, uh, plus three. Uh, weapon levels when you know from whatever your highest base weapon is so they really they really make it easier to progress in the difficulty and the challenge department by cranking up the world tier by giving you way better gear now the the only problem that i'm having and it's not really a i don't even know if you would call it a problem more so as, i think it's just part of the um uh, the uh, RNG is my armor set because I'm trying to <clears throat> I'm running I'm running the trickster and I've got all of his powers but I'm a little disappointed in the additional some of the additional things that trickster can do 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done the I've done the uh, the the vitamin the Vitamix spin that that power that's what I call it. Yep. That one <clears throat> that one is useful and the um, the what do they call that the um, uh, the powered up gun uh, bullets when you 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 charge up your you you charge up your whatever firearm you've got and it's yeah. additional power. That's good, and of course the time bubble, the slowdown bubble is good. But the other ones, like he's got one where he throws these these uh, altered daggers, and I don't really know what they do. Like, like they put they put enemies in either uh, they either give them vulnerable vulnerable, or uh, they they do some type of some type of status effect. That one's not very good. It, at least in my experience, in my play. And they've got another one that I thought was going to be dope, where you make the enemy, like, go up and levitate. You kind of like what, what what that the fire one does. Uh, but he's just kind of levitated, and he's put in slow, and he can barely move, and you can just, you know, shoot enemies uh, in the air. But they don't stay in the air very long, so I'm looking to my armor to give me these uh, for boosts and buffs yeah. of those perks, and I'm just not really finding the ideal mix of that. Like, I'll, <clears throat> and I know that just comes with playing the game and getting getting different gear with different uh, with different mods and different perks. So. That's really the only the only issue I'm I'm having right now. I think what I'm going to start doing now that I have a, I've got a lot of legendary armor pieces. I'm going to start looking at YouTube and seeing if there are some builds that maybe I'm just not seeing because I know I've got the weapons part covered. Um, my weapons are really good. It's just combining the armor perks with the skills that i'm using for my for my alt my altered skills that i'm using and there's probably some type of connection that i'm not seeing with that so but i mean it, that i think that's kind of part of the fun is kind of putting those puzzles together but i i still feel that the those uh, uh, those other powers that i have like the levitating the the dagger and uh, the what they call hunt the prey, where you teleport behind enemies. I think there might be some uses for those. I'm just not, I'm just not seeing the proper armor to fully exploit those abilities yet. So I think that's that's kind of where I am, where I am with the game. I'm still having a lot of fun. Um, so it's just a matter of just getting some of the better builds together yeah i need to play around my build too so but uh that's pretty much all i've been playing this week and i know des is there anything else you want to cover because i know pretty much on your list (laughs) all four games is my four games so no that was really the only thing that i've been that i've been playing you know i think we have really been um, we have really been doing our our due diligence and playing our games together. So, 
Well, but I'm going to yeah. put this out there for the listeners, but I know you two do not want to play Deep Rock Galactic when the PlayStation Plus... I never said that. I'll play yeah. it. I just wasn't into playing it when we when we were doing it. So Okay. Well, it's, I'm glad that you want to play it at some point, but uh, if anyone else there wants to party up and play some Deep Rock Galactic, up to four, four dwarves on there, I'm definitely all down for it, so... Okay, okay. Well, for me, the only thing that the things that I've been playing, been working a little bit more with the hitbox, not as often as I had hoped to this past week. Working in uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, still my team of team Go- team Gohan, Jiren, and base Goku. I've learned, like the. Team Gohan has these uh, mid mid screen loops that he can use to pressure opponent into the corner. What they call bomb loops. That's one of his uh, his key charge abilities. And uh, that was bomb loops was something that I just could not do on the arcade stick. Couldn't do them because you had to you had to hold the arc the stick in a certain in a certain direction, and then push like forward and down down forward it's it's some kind of it's not a hard thing to do it's just i'm an old man with old man reflexes so it's just a little bit more challenging but with the hitbox it's no problem so i'm getting those down so i've got i think i've got team gohan pretty much figured out the uh, uh my weakest link is by far jiren because Jiren's his even his combo, his combo tree goes against the established uh, mechanics in the game. It's like you can't go from a stronger hit to a lighter hit. It's always from the lightest hit to the strongest hit in the combos in the combo structure. But Jiren go, can go backwards. He can go from a stronger hit to a weaker hit, and that's how you build. Uh, his combos that way so it's just kind of learning him he doesn't have a hard punch he has a he has a a, a grab which is a little bit different uh well broly also has a doesn't have a well no broly does have a hard punch yeah so i think jaren is the only character or one of the few characters who sacrificed they sacrificed a hard punch uh, or hard strike with a with a command or the one button com- command grab, which is a little bit different. So his combo structure is a little bit a little bit unusual. And uh, base Goku, is, the challenge with him is getting the timing down on his Kaioken. Uh, for those who watch Dragon Ball Z, that's his uh, where he powers up and goes into a series of uh, strikes. And uh, (laughs) you kind of have to buffer that. Like right when you see it activate, you kind of have to buffer the first two attacks during the first first half of that animation sequence. Otherwise, you'll... uh, You won't get the timing right and it'll take you out of the move. So still having fun with that. I haven't gone online yet. Um, I still need to work on my defense, but I'm... that I tell you, that hitbox is really kind of really bringing me back into the into fighting games so i'm having a lot of fun with that devil may cry 
I'm sorry, Kev. I didn't want to interject, but are you willing to use Hitbox for all your fighting games moving forward? I think so. I think so. I mean, maybe with maybe the possible exception would be like a maybe a Street Fighter game because not that you can't use Hitbox. I mean, Hit Hitbox works great with with all fighting games. It's like I've even seen people use it with Tekken, and there's some. Um, some tutorials for hitbox Tekken that are on YouTube and the Korean backdash, which is like essential to play online. If you can't wave dash online, then you're going to get screwed. Hitbox makes that infinitely easier. And I have not tried it yet because I don't have, I don't have any Tekken games at the moment, but hitbox makes that infinitely easier as well as some of the directional uh, inputs for some of the special moves hitbox just seems to make that way your your execution just seems to be a lot more precise so i'm probably going to be using using hitbox for from here on out for just about all my fighting games i mean i again i have a kwanba dragon which in my opinion is the best arcade stick that's ever been put out quality quality wise i still got a two or three um mad cats arcade sticks which are also very high quality so it's not that they're not that those arcade sticks are not good they're fantastic i mean that's what i learned to play fighting games on back in the day but my wrist my wrist control particularly in games that require um an air dash like a low level like what they call a rapid air dash like in a lot of the anime fighting games i cannot do that on an arcade stick my wrist starts crank uh cramping up and it just becomes painful <laughs> and, Got it. I, I just curious if you're going to play the new king of fighters on the hitbox or if you're interested because of the fact that you want to use your hitbox or whatnot so i probably will i probably will uh for 2d games particularly games that those that requires uh precise mobility or fast-paced mobility yeah, it's going to be hitbox all day. Um, other games that I played, uh, played some more Ninja Savior. Again, uh, that's a great game. Uh, Android Ninjas 2D. It's like the sequel to, for those who played uh, Ninja Warrior in the arcade with these Android, uh, uh, these Android Ninjas. Kind of reminds you of Kung Fu. <laughs> for those who are old enough to remember that game and dipped a little bit into halo master chief collection as well didn't get very far i'm still in playing combat evolve but um where am i i i i've just got to the control room so i can't remember if that's near the end of the game or closer to the midpoint um it's been so long since I played that game uh, originally. Uh, it's like I can't remember. So, but like I said, I'm going. I've get. I'm going through the Halo series, uh, slow but sure, and uh, that will pretty much do it for what I've been playing this past week. So, moving on from our playlist, we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the main event. All right, Dez, you got the mic, man. 
All righty. So main event time. <laughs> so one to say uh, thank you to everyone who took the time to answer our main event question. It is the first question that we asked in 2021. And I think it was 2022. Sorry, 2022. You're right. Thank you for correcting me. But uh, but yeah, I think it was kind of a doozy, you know. And that question is, what is your, what are your most anticipated games or devices for 2022? And I know that could be, uh, can bring a lot of different uh, thoughts and 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 answers because 2022 looks to be a pretty big year for gaming with everything that was that has been announced. Um, and I just hope that uh, this hype, it, it, it lives up to the hype. I mean, nothing ever does, but, you know, I here's, here's hoping. Uh, so we posed that to our folks who are on our Discord as well as our Twitter, and, and here are some of the responses that we got. So our first response came from Gerald on Discord, and he said, uh... Uh, okay, here we go again. Another year, more games that I probably won't play because of my extensive backlog. Preach, my friend. Preach. You ain't you ain't you ain't lying. Uh, I have several games that I am looking forward to, but only, but will only name a few: Elden Ring, Starfield, and before you guys say, but we don't even know what that game is. Todd Howard said it in an interview with IGN. It's basically Skyrim in space, and if and if it's and if it's that, then I'm there day one. And we also got to throw a PlayStation game in the mix, of course. That would be the next God of War game. We will have to wait and see if any of these games get delayed. That's my list, guys. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm actually excited for, for, um, uh, for uh, Starfield as well. It is one of my most anticipated games. Um, when Bethesda is firing on all on all cylinders, and they're not trying to do cash grabs, <coughs> 76, <coughs> uh, they're a really good studio. So I'm actually, like, my, one of my anticipated games is Starfield. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know if they're going to... See, when they say Skyrim in space, that makes me wonder, like, are we going to different planets? Are we going to see different races? I know that the lore is going to be solid, because if you know anything about Skyrim's lore, it is, like... It is fantastic. The lore of Skyrim is 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 great. So I think that the game is going to have like a, an interesting story and a lot of lore. I'm just wondering like if we're going to be if we're going to be able to play different races or, or are we just going to be humans? Can we augment ourselves to look differently? I mean, so yeah, there is a lot of you know uh, questions that people have, rightfully so, because we don't know exactly what the game is. We haven't really seen any gameplay or, at all. But but I'm still anticipating that it's going to be uh, a very good game, you know, and the fact that, you know, I have an Xbox now, I'll be able to play it day one on Games Pass is, is, is just an extra boon, you know, in my cap. So, um, so yeah, did, is Starfield on any, either of you, your guys' uh, most anticipated games? I don't know what it is yet, and they haven't really shown anything. So every time you say Skyrim in space, or Gerald says Skyrim in space, I just think Skyrim in space. So <laughs> that's what I think of. I think of the old Muppet dun, show. Dun, for dun, 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 dun. So Jaded. Uh, uh, I want to see more of the game. I know it's going to be available for me on Games Pass to play. So if I'm really interested, I want to play it day one. Guess what? It'll be there for me. I don't have to pay anything 
else out of my pocket to be able to play on my Series X and or on my PC, depending on it. So, I mean, I'm just kind of in a wait-and-see attitude because we only saw the uh, little preview trailer on it, you know. So, yeah. I mean, I, I want to see more other than it, it, Skyrim being in space. That's it. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I want to see more. But I want to see the receipts. No, I, I'm, I'm still excited because, you know, sci-fi... I, I I think they're going to deliver. They kind of have to. So yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts, Kev? I'm I'm a wait and see. Yeah. Is I'm a wait and see. I've never really been a big Bethesda fan. Mm-hmm. I think the last Bethesda game that I played and I enjoyed was a Fallout Three or was it Fallout Four? It's the one that gets all the accolades. Uh, New uh, Vegas, probably. <laughs> well, the one it was the one that got. That, that came out before Vegas. So I can't remember if it's, I guess it's it was three, three. Yeah. So as Fallout 3 was the last one I played, I enjoyed it, never had a desire to go back to that world again. So Bethesda is just not, I know their their games typically aren't for me. So I, I'm completely at, in a wait and see for, for Starfield. Yep. Totally, totally understand, and that's and that's definitely a a solid, a solid uh, stance to have because again we still have not seen anything about it. So, um, so Glovebox on Discord says most anticipated gaming system is the PS VR two. So, as a person who is not you know really big into VR, I'm I'm. I think that's awesome, but that is definitely not one of my anticipated stuff, only because, like, I never really got into VR. Um, I just don't think the technology is there yet. Uh, however, like, I'm glad that Glovebox is, is, is anticipating it. Uh, Joe, I know you have a VR system. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, we'll talk about more news about the announcement at CES, but for me, I'm definitely looking at the PSVR as being VR2 to be my way to get back into VR gaming. I, I have a PSVR headset and literally I've just kind of done little to nothing with it. And I need to play more. And one of my, like, you know, 2022, we were not talking about New Year's resolutions as part of our questions, but Doesn't I definitely want to wanna tr- get into my backlog a little bit more. There's a lot of great games I haven't played yet. I want to play Astrobot on PlayStation VR. There's a couple other games in my backlog for PlayStation VR I want to try. Farpoint I have not tried yet. And I do have the PlayStation, like the gun peripheral for that to play that in VR. And so it's like, uh, I want to get into that. I want to try Blood and Truth. So there's a lot of PS4 VR backlog. I mean, uh, even though I've been curious about it, maybe check out Beat Saber a little bit. I know Beat Saber has a particular fan base too in the VR space on there. And I know it's a good way to exercise too. It's almost like it's a ring fit adventure, you know, just for VR, you know? And so, so there's a lot of uh, different things. And I know one thing that the PSVR community is wondering whether the uh, PS4 VR games are going to be back compatible on the new system. We don't know the exacts on that just yet, but, uh, I, I, as long as it's, you know, obviously readily available and something that, um, you know, once I see it more in motion, we'll talk about definitely more in news. I think there's going to be a definite, definitely a concerted effort to bring out more games for the PSVR too. So, 
Cool. Um, Alberto on Discord says, Happy New Year! Happy New Year, Alberto. I'm definitely looking forward to the Steam Deck from Valve. The last couple of years, I've been into portable gaming, mostly on the Switch. I also got into hacking slash modding my older uh, portable systems like the PS Vita and the 3DS. So when I saw the Steam Deck and its possibilities, I was sold. Having a handheld game device that plays uh, most of my PC library and that I can mess around with all the settings, including mods, uh, has me very excited. I've been putting away some uh, cash every paycheck since it was announced, and I'll be getting the uh, 512 uh, gig NVMe uh, SSD model. Cool. I'm I'm actually interested to see what, what comes of that. Um, I know that Joe has done a little bit of hacking in the past, are you? I mean, does is has Alberto given you a little bit of uh, a little bit of thoughts about about possible possibles that you want to do or anything? Uh, as far as what he's, he's talking hot mat modding and hacking into his uh, old portables. So yeah, well, well, you know, he's he's also said that he's probably going to be able to 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 mod his uh, uh, Steam Deck too. Yeah, the Steam Deck should. I mean, I'm I'm kind of kind of waiting to see what can be done. I know with uh, with some emulators and whatnot that a lot of the emulation community is looking definitely forward to the Steam Deck because it's going to be like a jack of all trades. It's going to be able to run RetroArch and the other emulators uh, that are normally run on Android or um, PC devices on there um probably like great you could probably emulate up to uh ps2 possibly even ps3 on the thing and so to me to have like a all-in-one like emulation machine slash portable pc slash uh bring my epic game store account online i don't know if even if i want to even bother putting windows on there because you know bill gates will probably stank it up with his os wow but I don't mind Windows, but, you know, some people have issues with Windows and uh, I don't want multiple operating systems on it. I'm going to kind of take a wait and see as far as doing multiple things with the Steam Deck. I'm definitely interested to put, like uh, like I said, some emulators in the C as far as what it runs. And so I'm day one. I already got my $5 Make Hala on the Steam Deck, but I'm getting the same model Alberto as that's the one I pre-ordered as well. And uh I'm actually, you know, looking at 2022, looking very much forward to it. I think it's going to jump me back into getting into my Steam backlog. And knowing that you could buy a portable system that, you know, you have hundreds of games on PC that you barely play because of the fact you want to get up from the place you work, <laughs> you know, 40 hours a week plus on there. Um, you know, my my thing about the Steam Deck is I'm going to, be able to play it portable. I'm gonna buy the dock. I'm gonna put the dock base into my living room and have it hooked up to my big TV, and uh, I'll be able to move it as needed and move it on the go and be able to play where I need to play. Because my PC, it's like about. I think I bought this one right when I moved into this house. It was like a Walmart clearance deal, so I'm only running like a GeForce uh, 970 on there and i know even kev's pc is a little bit more high power than mine and so i definitely want to get back into pc gaming and i think the steam deck is going to be my gateway to do so so yeah uh were you thinking about getting a steam deck uh kev i thought about it but it's probably something i i don't know it 
Um, I'm in the same. This yeah. this past this since the pandemic, and seeing how these graphics cards companies and these computer component companies in general have been acting with their pricing structure, I'm just kind of soured on PC gaming right now. I mean that could change, but uh, oh. like for me, the only reason I would probably get a Steam Deck would be to play the fan made beat 'em ups because there's like a bunch of them that are out there. Um, and it would be neat to have it on a smaller on a on a smaller form factor than you know having my PC and and you know grabbing the keyboard and getting the mouse and you know opening windows and clicking all this stuff you know not that that's a big big deal but you kind of have to click a few things to get those things started in a touchscreen uh or connecting like a small wireless keyboard and mouse uh and having it in the dock connected to my tv would be good but that's really the only thing and maybe maybe my older steam games like those games that I played on PS3 and Xbox 360 that I also have on Steam, depending on how well they would it would play those games docked, because uh, I don't think anyone has done any testing with regards to uh, that unit docked to a, to a monitor or a TV. Um, so I'm I'm kind of in a wait and see uh, mm. with regards to that because I would only have really narrow a really narrow use for it. And I don't know if it's worth spending that kind of money for such a narrow use. Yeah, I I definitely am in that same uh, camp with you uh, about that because I think I'm going to see what Joe's looks like and see how Joe's plays and you know and then think if that's something that I want to go in. I really believe that if this is going to be a good um, a good thing for the for the industry and good thing for people and people are really jazzed about it it's not going to go anywhere so um especially if it's well received which means that you know i don't have to be an early adopter for it like i can wait see how it goes and then move forward after that so yeah i was listening to a podcast i was listening to the latest a4 play podcast and i know one of the hosts has a steam deck in his possession because he's a developer and uh, he was giving his impressions of it, and he basically was stating that it's just a kind of jack of all trades, like more complete switch on there, and talking about like how everything just works and is just feels right on there, including the back buttons and everything incorporated into the device. He was making sure his game worked properly on the device is the reason why he had it, but. Uh, giving his impressions the fact that he took it along his uh you know christmas trip his holiday trip over uh outside the you know in the countryside and whatnot and was riding on a bullet train in japan with it i mean this is like <laughs> mm. you know they they said it's kind of beefy though so they said that it, it does weigh a considerable amount so it's something where you need to you know if you're going to hold it in your hands for a long time maybe brace it up on one leg if need be on there mm. so another thing that was stated about it. it is quite it has a considerable weight to it compared to the portable system so that might deter you from you know playing portably possibly so well, we'll see um so john bt on our discord says my most anticipated game slash things of 2022 are 
Number one, playing Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us 2, as they are the next two games on my list after the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, Whoa, Horizon Forbidden West uh, likely will skip day one since I'll be playing the other games, and that will save me $20, $30 when the first sale hits. It's true, very smart. Uh, PSVR announcement and details. And uh, number four, that was last number three. Number four, a 4K ray tracing powerhouse Nintendo Switch being announced. LOL. Ha ha! That, that's funny that you would bring that up because that relates to uh, our question uh, coming up. So so I think you're on the right track for that. So, um, so uh, I agree with what you're saying 100%. I need to get back to playing Ghost of Tsushima. I need to beat that game. Um, I got to the second island and then kind of peter out after that, but I need to go back and play it. So, and then I, I, I think it's no brainer that we're all going to be getting for uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Maybe not day one like you, but I think we're all getting it. Although I think Kevin might be getting it day one. What's your thought about that, Kevin? Oh, that's a day one. There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Absolutely. I knew it. I'm grabbing here. day one only just for the fact that I got the steelbook, uh, steelbook uh, yeah. pre-ordered and I had some coupons I used from Target. So love it. You know, that's it. I mean, I'm going to buy it, make sure I have it thrown on the side and I will pay the additional amount just to make sure I have all the doodads and then dive into uh, Zero Dawn and give that a hearty playthrough with the super the greatest mode on ps5 i'm not going to bother with a pc playthrough or anything like that so well let's see so uh double f 2018 at fred french 2017 your friend and mine mr mustard on twitter says looking forward to the ps vr2 there are a lot of great games on the horizon but i'm starting to think i am more of a video game collector than a gamer sound familiar joe <laughs> my backlog just keep keeps growing and my collection keeps uh my sorry my completed sorry my backlog uh just keeps growing and my completed games keep shrinking i think that is the the the, the siren call for every gamer you know <laughs> it's just you know these games you know, they're, they're nonstop, nonstop, but we only have so many hours in the day, you know, to play them. So, you know, I think that's just a, just one of the bigger things. I do remember playing a lot more games when I was younger, you know, then I got older and then bills became a thing and you're just like, damn it. So, <laughs> so I totally understand you, my friend, totally understands you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kev, what are, uh, what are your most anticipated games or devices of 2022? Well, okay. Um, it want, it would have been the Amico would have been my most anticipated device had it so much stuff as it, if it wouldn't have been so clouded in uh, in controversy and shenanigans. And it's like, yeah, I'm bitter beer faced on 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 the Amico. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, not, nothing wrong I'm, with that. I'm, uh, uh, got me feeling some type of way because it's like in television, it's like y'all don't know, y'all don't know. It's like the the nostalgia, the nostalgia quotient attached in into in television for me is just like way, way, way up there. It's like in television, not my favorite console. But it so many, so many friends, so many family members, you know, people that are not here anymore that were very important and near and dear to my life were the, the Intellivision was like uh, a life hub for for a lot of that. And that that's why um, 
that one, <laughs> Amico really hurt, kind of hurts a brother. So that that one would have been my most anticipated device, but uh, yeah, not so much now. As far as games, definitely Forbidden West uh, for obvious reasons. That that my gaming life will probably come to a screeching halt when that game comes out. That that's just what I'm just going to be playing. Um, Sifu is another one that really has my attention. Um, that beat em up kind of kind of reminds me of uh, what was that at uh, uh, Sleeping Dogs combat? Kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of Sleeping Dogs, and, and I'm definitely looking forward to Sifu, River City Girls two. I mean, the first game was just so good. The only thing that it was missing was online co-op. Uh, River City Two, River City Girls Two seems to resolve that. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. I don't. We I know we don't have an official release date for this year, so it it might slip into 2023, which would not surprise me at all. But assuming it does come out this year, that's another game that when when it drops, my gaming life will come to a screeching halt. <laughs> Whatever I'm playing is gonna is not gonna be played um, for Ragnarok because God of War 2018 was just absolutely fantastic. Um, what else? Uh, Grid Legends. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to that game. Uh, I think Grid Le- Grid is the best racing series out there outside of pure arcade uh, racing games. I think Grid does it the best. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with this, um, adding this kind of like this soap opera-ish drama <laughs> mm. in the midst of this competitive these competitive this competitive racing circuit, uh, imagined a competitive racing circuit. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, I will say there was there was one more that was oh yeah um, Elden Ring. Uh, for whatever reason, I'm I'm not really a Souls guy. You know, stamina bars. Me and stamina bars don't get along well, uh, which is why I like Sekiro so much because you didn't have to worry about that. But for whatever reason, Elden Ring just has really grabbed my attention. And that's gonna be that's gonna be another day one. Uh, definitely looking forward to that one, and probably looking forward to many hours and hours and hours of cursing and yeah. wanting to throw my controller. <laughs> well, it's open world, so it's I don't know how hard. You know, it's definitely going to be hard. I just uh, I'm curious too. I'm an, I pre-ordered it. There's a beautiful steel book at Best Buy. You know that's my sirens call. Plus you know these easy. Best Buy certificates I get dropped because I have a, a strategy where I use my Best Buy Visa for every financial transaction I can, so I can earn those points to get those free certs. So, so yeah, but, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm gonna throw one more in there. Well, a couple more. Uh, King of Fighters 15 looks interesting, but even more so than King of Fighters is DNF, which came out of nowhere, which is based off classes in some i don't i don't know if it's free to play or if it's no, i know it's, it's an Dun- MMORPG, dungeon fighter dungeon online fighter. yeah i yeah a game we, that i had never even heard of we played it actually back in the day on the 360 it has similar gameplay to uh the capcom dungeon and dragons games actually so 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I well, I do not remember. I do not remember ever playing that game. Um, I've seen. I looked up. <laughs> it's funny. I looked up uh, gameplay after the fighting game was announced, and uh, it, it is definitely at least on PC is definitely a game I would never ever play. <laughs> but though, man, those characters, and I'm unfortunately I missed the beta. But those characters, and again, Arxis, Arxis, I mean, those guys, as far as I'm concerned, they should do all fighting games from now on. That Their animation style, their, um, their way that they blend 3D modeling with uh, 2D artwork that looks hand-drawn, it, absolutely amazing. Uh, if it were up to me, they would be doing Street Fighter VI, but just for just for the the visual the visual acumen that, that that they would bring to the game if for nothing else but dnf looks absolutely amazing uh and it's, it's why i'm passing on guilty gear i'm just gonna wait <laughs> wait until dnf comes out because i really want to play that game um it's really super simplified special move inputs uh but it looks like there's a whole lot of depth in, as far as the mechanics, kind of like what Dragon Ball Fighters is. Uh, it's simple to simple to pick up and play, but there's a great deal of, of depth inside that game. So those are my most anticipated for right now. Cool. All righty. So uh, my most anticipated, I already said they were Starfield, even though uh, we don't know what it is yet. I'm still anticipated. I believe in you, Bethesda. Don't screw me up. Okay, and then uh, the next one that I'm anticipated is Ark Riders. Um, I am interested, even though it's a free to play game, and I know that's the death knell for some Ark Raiders or Ark Riders. Ark Raiders, Raiders. sorry, it's Ark Raiders. Um, I think I said Riders, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, but it's Ark Raiders. Um, I'm interested, I want to see it a third person PVE game fighting giant robots. It sounds like a much more active, um, uh, Gen Zero, so I'm excited to see what happens. I really hope that the free-to-play model does not kill this game because it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. So, so I, I have tempered, tempered, tempered anticipation. So let's see. And then my most anticipated game, and I've wanted to play this game for so long, is Stray. Yes, uh, I cannot wait for it. I cannot wait to be a cat messenger and a, and a cyberpunk world i don't know what it's going to be like i don't know what's going to happen but i am here for it 100 i think it's going to be fantastic and i cannot wait i can't wait uh day one day one still book or not day one so uh, uh joe what are your uh, most anticipated uh games and or systems Oh, obviously Steam Deck is one. Um, as far as another system I'm interested in, but I've kind of taken a wait-and-see approach, is the um, Evercade, because I know that's coming out later this month on there. That's the retro system that has like uh, various carts for uh, like different arcade compilations, so on and so forth. Uh, on games I'm looking forward to, Obviously, um, I think one that's high on my list is going to be uh, Dragon Quest Three, the Pixel Remaster, in the same vein as like Octopath Traveler. I think we for- kind of forgot because that was an announcement last summer. I'm not sure if it's going to make 2022 or not, but I think that's the uh, developer's intention, at least. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Babylon's Fall, that's uh, 
Platinum's like a four four player dungeon co-op crawl on there that uh, you know obviously I've been keeping an eye on because you know I love loot and I love playing games with you guys or with the listeners online uh, for the show. And so, uh, any thoughts about Babylon's Fall, you guys, as far as it's, it's something that you're interested in or w- highly waiting for it or um, I, I wouldn't say that I'm highly waiting for it. I will play it, uh, with y'all. Um, I think it looks like a fine game. It looks decent. I'm not sure about the whole, like your weapons floating behind you. That's kind of interesting, uh, design choice, but I mean, all in all, if, again, if it's a, if it's a good solid, you know, uh, multiplayer game, then I'm all for it. I mean, it's, it's third person, it's fantasy. Um, it looks fun. So I'll definitely pick it up and try it. I mean, it can't be any worse than Dark Alliance. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, not saying much, though. Yeah, so. that's a very low bar, bro. Yeah, that's, that's like that's that's the basement floor there. That's so. man, <laughs> basement. The floor. bar is sitting on the ground. You can't even <laughs> can't even limbo under it. That's oh man. Uh, I've looked at some more gameplay of that. Something seems off for me. I just can't put my finger on it. So it's going to be one of those. Uh, I'm just gonna have, I'm just gonna have to wait and see. I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to. I'm in, I'm in a holding pattern when it comes to that game. I want it to be good. Uh, just like uh, I kind of it kind of reminds me of Godfall in, in the way it it plays, the way its color choices, which to me is a good thing. I like Godfall. Was Godfall the greatest game I've ever played? No. But I thought it was I thought it was pretty good for a launch title game. Uh, but I don't know. There's something that something is just not matching. I I would think that I would be much more hyped for a game like this. Uh, but for whatever reason, I'm not, and I just haven't figured out why yet. So I, I'm kind of in a holding pattern. So I'll see what it. I'll see how it shakes out when it launches. Now, another game that, you know, we haven't thought because it's been 10 years since it was announced, but the Earth Defense Force 6 is uh, definitely on my radar. I think that is going to hit this year probably towards the back portion, but it's something I'm still, obviously, I think if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that that, that this game is a day one confirmed for all three of us. I don't want to speak for you two, but I am speaking for you two. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on there, so I think Earth Defense Force 6. White man, don't speak for me. but yeah you're right i'm getting gta 6 then yeah (laughs) we all are yeah yeah it's a a proper sandlot developed uh earth defense force you know ukes you know i'm glad you're helping out i'm glad you're doing what you do and i i still want to check out world world brothers at some point on there i know you did you buy it kevin (laughs) no i didn't Okay. I can't get past the sombrero dude. That is. Oh yeah, the 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 punch out like racist. I don't think we talked about it on the show, but yeah, Earth Defense Force World Brothers has voxel. uh, It's basically a voxel four player EDF, but they have like some ranger characters uh, based in certain countries, and so you pick up like the Mexican uh, ranger uh, basically, and uh, he comes out blaring out a sombrero and throwing out the um got a tequila bomb and in the description says that sombrero brother is uh, uh <laughs> sombrero. 
some sombrero brother is yeah uh kind of sleepy and drunk and so they brought out some <laughs> wow. old mexican stereotypes that you know i haven't seen since watching speedy gonzalez back on looney tunes back in the day where you know wow. you see speedy and of course all his uh mexican-american brothers brethren uh, his other mice are all sitting there just lying around you know drunk on tequila you know so kind of harkens back to old uh punch out stereotypes you know so you know the type so mm. i want i can't wait for the black ranger who who loves fried chicken and watermelon mm. hope they don't go that and, way and and gets power up when he drinks purple kool-aid <laughs> well there you go <laughs> Well, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for everything. I'm not done. Oh, sorry. You cut sorry. me off. Don't cut me off, sir. I apologize. I thought you were done. You know, no, so I'm not you don't write it in the in the outline. Do any of us write it in the outline? No. Okay. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns is also a game that's on my radar. And I know this is probably a game that's on your radar too, Des. I know we talked about this. Yeah. I, I I'm interested in it. It's probably going to be good. Yeah. Um, also, Triangle Strategy from Square Enix, uh, the spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics. It looks like a tactics game that I'm finally going to be able to dive into. You know, unfortunately, I, as much as I like the do doink around with Disgaea and all of its like uh, numerous numerical possibilities in the strategy uh, role-playing game on there i kind of harken back to more simplistic games like shining force or final fantasy tactics and i'm definitely thinking triangle strategy is gonna uh, scratch that itch a bit on there uh sea of stars another game yeah this is the uh game we talked about i think about a month ago that was on the uh, nintendo indie world showcase that had just fantastic pixel art fantastic um 16-bit rpg related music and i can't wait to check that out i don't know if you have anything to add des or not no not really are you still are you still butthurt but me in your no judgment? okay no i just don't have anything to add i don't have to add okay. anything to everything Jeez. all right all right all right and last but not least uh warhammer space marine 2 you know this game's definitely on my radar i know i have only played around a little bit of the first i know this is a game you're definitely interested in too, Kev. So, yeah, I I was under the impression that it wasn't coming out this year. I'm not is sure, it? huh? Because that's why that's the reason why I didn't put it on my list because I, oh. I was under the impression that it wasn't coming out this year. You might be right. I might be shooting my my. Uh... You're wide a little too too far into the future. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say those exact words, but you know, I <laughs> guess I guess we are a mature related. <laughs> You know, podcast, so. you're 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 thinking about i you could be spitballing you know oh okay spitballing oh, wad. Spit, oh shooting my wad of chewing tobacco okay okay got it got it because you chew tobacco yes i do i do all the time i saw my skull band you're into big league chew big league chew there you go big league chew my only time I tried chewing tobacco, I um, some kids at at school when I was in high school gave me a skull bandit and I accidentally swallowed it. Yeah. I, I had my mom have to come pick me up because I wound up like uh, feeling sick and I wound up throwing up on the way home. So you know. awesome. Uh, it, it, it's it uh, kind of cured me of of doing any sort of of uh, chew 
from here on out. So that was my first and last time. You also saved yourself from mouth cancer. So that's yeah, yes. you know it. Yeah, you did. So so I'm glad that you threw up. Yes. It's better for you. Yes. See? Look at that. The more you know. Game of <laughs> podcast. Yes, you know. You know, nothing like being on the on the corner of Ventura and Cedar opening my passenger side door, just puking on the side of the road while my mom's at a stoplight. So yeah, learn learning is fundamental. I know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are you done, Joe? I am done. Thank you for asking. No, you are welcome, my friend. I want to make sure, you know. So, so thank you to everyone who took the time to uh, answer our question. We really appreciate it. Um, without you, it would be nothing. So thank you so much. Um, so our question for our next main event, and this is this is the last one that's that's asking you to project into the future of 2022. But John, when I was reading John's and he was talking about this uh, 4K ray tracing powerhouse to switch being announced, that just made me laugh. So for this one, I want you all. The question is. What is your most outlandish prediction for 2022? Like, I want, I want a gaming prediction that is just so out there that if it came true, it would melt your mind. So, so let's have some fun with this. You know, is 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 Sega is Sega gonna buy Microsoft? Or is Microsoft gonna buy Sega? You know, is is Sonic gonna be in the new? Uh, halo you know who knows you know i want to like i want those kind of anticipate like i want that kind of you know uh uh stuff in the in the future in your predictions you know i want to i want a master chief you know sonic inspired helmet so so yeah that that's what i want so so let's have some fun with it uh give us your 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 craziest prediction for 2022 and um, let's see if it comes true. Because at this point, you never know with Phil. You really don't. You know, Phil's out here doing all kinds of stuff. So who knows? So, so yeah, so let's have some fun with it. So, and uh, that is it. I know people were thinking, uh, were wondering about the contest drawing that we're going to be doing because Alfred was uh, selfless, enough, selfless enough and decided that he did not want to accept uh his his winning so we are going to do a new drawing uh after our news so please stay tuned and uh we're gonna see who is the winner of um of that 60 dollar uh grand prize towards a um um a an online like gaming um it was like psn or or xbox and stuff like that currency of your choice exactly currency of your choice so so please stay tuned till after the news and without further ado i'm going to hand it on over to joe oh back to kevin sorry all right so again special big shout out for everybody that participated in that main event this was a really good one a great way to uh kind of begin the this new year (laughs) In participate in, in uh, listener participation, really appreciate that. So our next topic on our docket is going to be the news. All right, Jabroni Chief, you on deck? All right. Well, as mentioned in the main event, numerous times, PlayStation VR two was uh, announced during uh, CES. 
on here and basically what the unit is it's god's official name it's going to boast 4k hdr oled panels offering a 110 degree field of view uh, there's going to have resolution of uh, 2000 by 2040 per eye and frame rates of 90 to 120 hertz on here and uh, the previously revealed playstation 5 vr controllers now they're going to be officially branded as the playstation vr 2 sense on here there's going to be integrated cameras within the headset that will track your movement as well as the uh, movement sensors in the sense controllers on there so eye tracking will mean you could look in a specific direction to serve as an additional input on here they also have built-in tempest 3d audio tech and vibration uh, headset vibrations also included on there so definitely looking like it's a next gen uh, vr headset for playstation on here uh it is not wireless there is just one single cord though so i mean to me i think a single cord is a lot better than the numerous cords with the existing playstation 4 uh, vr headset on there so and the initial announcement uh, basically was they encourage vr developers to kind of work and know that this system does exist and uh, basically knowing that uh, they're going to ramp up and get some games on here no release date was announced uh, or pricing uh, on there but they did announce a um, horizon game horizon call of the mountain was uh, glimpsed as a teaser trailer for the world horizon that guerrilla games is working uh, with another developer to come up with a uh, VR game in their world of Horizon. So that kind of definitely looks cool on there. So we'll kind of have to wait and see, but a lot of VR fans out there are surely excited uh, for this. And, uh, you know, it's like we stated in the main event. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what it is. And if it's something that's going to fit my fancy. I want to definitely get into VR as gaming as it is right now for me, at least, because I do have the means to do so in the meantime, between now and then, whenever it's released. Any thoughts on this? I know VR has been kind of a dicey thing for both of you on there. Is there any way uh, this will help you guys out? Or would you look for more future technology, like something that maybe will fit like a pair of glasses or something to maybe finally get you to try vr um no i mean i've tried vr it's just not for me at the moment um if you get it i will probably try it at your house and see you know what innovations they have um and then after that if i if i if i really like like it and i've tested it at your house and it seems like it's really kind of fun and good then i might invest in it uh my partner paul he does the Oculus and he's been really enjoying it doing um, playing uh, mini golf and, and some other smaller stuff with his friends. So he has a small dedicated dedicated group. So we do have uh, VR capabilities in the house. It's just I have not, you know, been been motivated or wanting to 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 play it at this point. So, again, um, I think it's great that they're making strides to try to make it better and 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 improve the technology. But for right now, it's just not for me at the moment. Yeah, for me, I can't use it. Oh, it's yeah, I forgot. Just, yeah, yeah the, I, I yeah. can't use it. It's migraine city and uh, nauseousness. So it, 
because I have like a very strong eyeglass uh, prescription. So my brain processing my strong prescription as well as the VR is a recipe for a disaster. <laughs> I'll put it that way. So no, I I will I will not be partaking in any VR. Uh, would I be interested in this technology if I didn't have that issue? Maybe, but I'm old school. I I need the screen in front of my face. I I don't really want to be pulled too far out of my environment when I game. You know, if 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 my wife needs me for something or if something comes up and I've got this headset on, it's like, eh. No, understandable. Completely. The tech, the, the the tech is is very interesting, and uh, I think. But uh, when you mentioned usability, I personally don't think we'll see. I think we've got a couple more generations to go before VR is like widely accepted, and I think it's going to have to be one of those things where it's roughly the same size as a pair of standard eyeglasses. And you're looking at no more than three hundred dollars for this thing. I know and what, that's uh, going to be a while. <laughs> Isaiah six eight, uh, our listener Will D, uh, wound up posting a news story in our Discord talking about Panasonic bringing out some sort of uh, new technology too that incorporates like uh, Panasonic's is bringing out these like looks like a pair of. Uh, 3D glasses, like if it was for a 3D TV, uh, basically that just go on your face. It's like uh, they kind of look like spy goggles a little bit, so mm -hmm. on there, but they're for steam on there, so it just kind of looks kind of cool mm -hmm. on here. So they're trying to shrink the size down, so it's just not a big dome you're gonna throw over your face <laughs> on there. Yeah. So on there, but uh, we'll have to see on there okay uh, next thing we want to talk about is uh, unfortunately the esa has made an announcement indicating that e3 will not be held in its traditional in-person form this year uh some kind of digital offering may be held instead as it was last year but even now that seems uncertain so so esa said it had canceled the june event due to potential risk from covid though several journalists subsequently suggested the event actually had been scrapped before christmas yeah there was a actual um hubbub about it that they canceled their um convention space at the la convention center uh, um, back in november actually so so i think they're just using omnicron and COVID as an excuse and this might be basically the death of E3, and I don't know how you guys feel about it, but, you know, to me, they were, strugg they were struggling to re-envision this show as a multi-purpose show, meaning open to consumers and also available for business, and just, it didn't seem logical anymore for companies to work on demo builds to get ready for E3 and to be physically there and have just this big, gigantic, big business event to advertise gaming on there. Even though, you know, us old school gamers, you know, love the fact, you know, 20 years ago, it's like, oh my God, E3 is like the Mecca, the God tier like convention to go to. Um, I say, let it die. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I know Jeff Keeley got on the boards and uh, 
basically stated that Summer Games Fest is coming for 2022. So Jeff Keeley's ready to pick up that ball and make that money. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you it's four-hour commercial, four-hour <laughs> game awards business. So you know he's going to be all up and throwing like you know some Alf appearances, uh, Crash Bandicoot. Or whatever else he has planned, but you know, I can't hate him for getting his money. Get your money, buddy. Yeah, Get and you money. know, it's it's something to watch. You know, we, we watch the uh, uh, multi-commercial, multi-trailer fest, uh, known as those key, those these major Keeley events. And so I'm, hey, if I have to go through another set of Keeleys again this year, nah, no big deal. It's it's good. I know would know what to expect, and I think. Uh, E3 was, you know, when it was back in its heyday, was surrounded with other places like IGN and Jeff Keighley and other media outlets that were kind of, was my experience with E3 these last few years, because you'd watch the pressers, of course, and then you watch the coverage when the convention was happening. You know, I wasn't on the floor, you know, the last time I was on the floor was 2015, I think, when I went. I won free tickets on there, and so I went to go experience it. Uh, back then and i've been to many e3s previous to this back in the late 90s early 2000s so uh what's your guys' take on it i'm always sad to see things die but but if this is the death knell then so be it um i just i'm sad that i never got the chance to go and experience it but it's not really so much as a sadness it's just kind of one of those things that's just like oh that would that would have been fun but you know eh, say lovey times change um and some things are, have a harder time uh, adjusting with the times, and it seems like E3 was one of them. And if you know, I don't think there's a shortage of of ways for people to get their their um, games out, you know, to the masses. So, yeah. so is this something, you know, that is a, a like a harbinger of things to come, um, possibly. I think it definitely makes it a lot more, a lot easier for for people to get information about uh, gaming. Uh, this this exclusivity that has been um, that that has been a part of gaming or getting this stuff has been falling by the wayside left and right. So it seems like people have wanted more access and now they are getting more access. And, and I think that that's a good thing. It's just kind of flattening out the, 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 the play field for people to get this information. And I think it's fine. Um, I mean, I, I'm more sad about the people who are going to not, not going to be able to work. If that means, you know, anything that's kind of crappy. Um, Cause people are going to be out of jobs, but, but Hey, you know, Jeff Keeley's probably hiring. So <clears throat> knock yeah. yourself out. You talk about the convention staff and whatnot there. Yeah, you're probably yeah. booking booking the conventions. I mean, they're going to fill that convention space with whatever. So I'm not yeah. worried about the LA convention peeps. Well, no, you it's know. just like people are not going out. You know, you yeah. know the 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 pandemic has kind of wiped out a lot of a lot of in person. Um, oh yeah, that's of, true. That so true. so this is another one that's going the way of the dodo. It's like. You know, but again, you know, to keep people safe, this is what you got to do. And unfortunately, this is the this is the aftermath of it. Yeah. Uh, but again, um, I've listened to a lot of uh, streamers and people who who go to these things uh, in the past. And a lot of them are like, this is 
they they like this. Um, not they don't like the fact that that E three and all this stuff are are going away. They like the fact that people now are being forced to send out pressers and are being forced to to give access um, to you because you can't be in person to look at the game. So in order to get coverage, they're they're being allowed to play these demos at home. So it's saving a lot of these people who are independent, for lack of a term, contractors, um, the ability to see the stuff from the comfort of their own homes, not spending this extra money to go to these conventions. So, so there's a there's a good side and a bad side to everything. And I think this is this is that's one of the good things. Is like you know, you know, going away with E3 is forcing people to be innovative and finding new ways you know, to, to get this stuff out, you know, and so we all have to be able to adjust to it. And it seems like Jeff Keighley uh, is going to kind of ride, ride, ride into the, into the sunset as, as, as much as possible. So. I, I kind of concur. It's like, why do I want to spend so, so much money so I could go stand in line and at a demo kiosk and try a game, you know? You know, it's like uh, I'd rather just have that demo just piped into my console and be able to play it in the convenience of my own home. I mean, yeah. granted, there's a spectacle of it all, but, uh, you know, from going to E3 previously, I could tell you that, uh, you know, I prefer an event more like PAX where it's more user focused. Oh, PAX um, is great. I, yeah. I would like to go back to PAX. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Can imagine, like, if you've seen, like, the big curmudgeon, like, you know, triple uh, A boots at packs imagine the entire floor just filled with that that was basically e3 mm, and some boots imagine. some boots didn't even have playable kiosks it's just like a kiosk running movies of trailers of said games and it's like okay this is yeah, okay i stayed home and saw that yeah pretty much so and if all these events i think i remember um and then you could probably chime in too kev um i would love to see playstation experience comes back once things settle down a bit you know I think a more uh, console focus, like if there was an Xbox event or a PlayStation event, I think uh, have a little bit more focus and more user-oriented type of convention would be something to look forward to. I don't think that's in PlayStation's cards. I don't think they have. I don't think they have the wherewithal or the or the want to do a a, a thing like that. Not anymore. I know. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah. I, I think they see the writing on the wall, and they're not trying to put put forth you know money in that in that arena. which i don't blame them i really don't blame them yeah i we we should have seen we should have known this was coming when nintendo pulled out and playstation pulled out and ea pulled out of e3 proper that put it on life support and covid just just flatlined it it. yeah you know uh you get more and that's an and that's another thing. Uh, these companies can direct their messaging straight to their customer, without having to spend millions and millions of dollars in booth setups and hiring staff and uh, game. You know, these game uh, creators can actually uh, throw some or get some uh, some demos up into the storefronts. I mean. <laughs> I know one thing that uh, that kind of puts me in the mindset of maybe Sony being a little bit ahead of the game in this is this uh, patent that they had for demos that I, I think it was 
revealed a few months ago, a couple months ago, something like that, where they could post demos of games on the store without the developer having to do a dedicated, uh, you know, slice of the game. Um, there is some type of some type of uh, way that they're going to be able to do that. But the the idea behind that was that it would not require additional work. So like a developer could have, okay, we have this we have this game in development. It's in a playable state. We can throw it up on on PSN, and there's no additional work that they have to do. You know, they set it. You can set a time parameter, amount of time you can play, what sections you can play. All that is done at the either at the at the at the server level or server level, as I understand it, is probably a whole lot more to it than that. But something like that combined with a direct messaging to your customer base you don't need e3 you know nintendo's directs proved that they didn't need e3 yep uh ea even uh, with what they what what has as non-interesting as their prior ea events have been you know in conjunct in conjunction with the e3 event They've proved that you don't need E3. So this this is this was going to happen. Uh, COVID may have uh, uh, accelerated the death, but it, it was it was going to happen because the amount of money spent and the return on investment was that gap was just growing and growing and growing. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna miss like these crappy E3 events though. Like EA is like where Jamie Foxx and Zach Efron were like high as balls sitting there playing Battlefield on a live event. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but it's also not doing your brand any favor. Nah, really. <laughs> you're not doing your brand any favor having these celebrities coming on high acting a fool you know i mean maybe maybe if you're talking about call of duty players and and battlefield players they may think that oh, you know the 12 year old you know who's talking about people's moms in the open lobbies probably think that's cool but you know it, it overall it's not doing your brand any favors doing that way you know have the developers front and center talking about the game kick these celebrities who don't even game to the curb uh and just direct message to the people that you know are going to be buying your product and impress them. Yep. Okay. All right. Other news. Um, this is kind of a news topic that uh, is coming up. Uh, awesome Games Done Quick is starting on Twitch starting tomorrow on January the 9th. It's going to run all the way through January 16th. And what is Awesome Games Done Quick? Well, it is speed runs, gameplay showcases, and competitions on there and this year's event's gonna raise money for the prevent cancer foundation so they have speed runs ranging from recent games like psychonauts 2 and kena bridge of spirits to diddy kong racing and half-life 2 uh, there will be a total of 170 speed runs uh, available throughout this upcoming week highlights include a 55 minute run of fallout new vegas a blindfolded run of sekiro and a glitch run of Stardew Valley on there. So uh, donations to the Prevent Cancer Foundation can be made directly via the viewing page. 
last year the event raised over 2.7 million dollars on there so they definitely got involved i know des that you've been watching some speed runs lately uh can you talk about what you like about watching speed runs and if we have uh, also watched any speed runs so. yeah no i just i think speed runs are a lot of fun to see the uh especially when they're not glitching but just to see the 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 hand-eye coordination and just the the just the sheer skill and talent is quite amazing i got really into uh over uh i think it was last week maybe maybe a week and a half ago uh japan's uh uh speed runs were going on um and i got really into it watching it on twitch there was an american um an american um group that were doing um that were doing commentary over it and it was pretty interesting watching them you know just destroy these games left and right and you're just kind of like wow <laughs> like i'm i and you're just like people like doing doing these crazy these crazy effective you know things and you're just kind of like what are you doing you know <laughs> um it's really kind of cool i i i was just really blown away by it and so I, I mentioned it on the um on the uh on the discord and so if you just want to see people come out and just take care of this stuff uh and really show you what's up then i definitely suggest you try it because it was like i it was crazy it was it was crazy and very and very cool to watch Have you watched any speedruns before, Kev? Or you have any interest in this type of content? I really haven't. Um, I don't know if it's... I, I, I just never got around to... I am just never got around to looking at it. It's probably something I should check out. But uh, I've I, never done that. I figured you might be interested in that Sekiro blindfolded run. That sounds See, nuts. that's so... See, stuff like that is just crazy. It's mm. like... You know, and and the thing that's hilarious is they'll do stuff like that. And, and like, like I saw this one guy, and he beat like they they did they did a speed run of all the Ghosts and Goblins games, and they were doing it like super hard, beating it in like thirty minutes. You know, and then they and then they would set up. Um, so you had you had like the all time best run, and then they had a like if you like a good run is between you know, this, this time and this time, you know, if you can get it any time within these two times, this, these two times, then it's good. Then, then it's considered a, a good run. Um, and then you, you kind of watch it to see if anyone's going to actually beat, you know, uh, someone else's run. And then you, but then you look at it and you watch, you watch these people, um, like know exactly how many steps you have to take to trigger this, like they beat um, uh, an ease game. I can't remember what it was, but 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 they you could do you can do subtle glitches, but you can't do like game breaking glitches. But there was this one where I guess they did do game breaking glitches, and it was just like people just just it, uh, it was just hilarious. Like going and then and then you you die, and then you have like a a a, a stamp on your character that you, that you died during a boss fight, and then you then you can skip this boss fight to go to this boss fight and then the game will realize oh you're here and then it'll do something else and and catapult you someplace else but it doesn't break the game that's the thing that's so crazy is like you can literally still roll credits on it but you're doing like complete and utter just different it's just it's just crazy it's just 
this is again it's just you you look at the stuff and you're just like you are just out of control <laughs> with what you're doing but, yeah, but finding glitches fun. in the game that doesn't require a game genie or any sort of cheating device so yeah it's just like, this is this is all stuff that's just in the game like it's just normally in the game that you can just you can just do it's just it's just crazy so i i I think they're interesting to watch you know definitely on our radar and we'll talk about next week if need be and if if you guys are interested watch and let us know in the discord so yeah all right also in other news for xbox ubisoft has announced that rainbow six extraction its upcoming uh, game coming out later on this month is going to be available day one on xbox games pass and pc games pass Uh, That means that Xbox consoles and PC users that subscribe to Games Pass will be able to play from launch on January 20th on there. Also, Ubisoft said that its Ubisoft Plus subscription is coming to Xbox as well. At first, people were thinking it would be part of Games Pass, just like EA Play is part of Games Pass. But Ubisoft said, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh. They they didn't announce when it's coming out for uh, Games Pass, but it's going to be an additional cost be a separate subscription on there so we don't know how much additional uh that it might cost for you to play all those wonderful you know assassin's creed and ghost recon and every ubisoft game known to man far cry and whatnot and you know i like to open up to you guys i mean how much would you be willing to pay on top of your normal games pass subscription to play all of ubisoft's quote unquote bangers i wouldn't I'd be yeah. willing to play to pay the the cost of none ninety nine. Yeah, like none ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. If it's just a part of it. Then let's do it. You know, because Ubisoft games have been trash for a while now. I mean, I'm I'm just just in my opinion, they didn't ruin Assassin's Creed, <laughs> which is which is what brought me into Ubisoft games to begin with. So, yeah, and this, this, the games that they have been pushing from Watch Dogs. I mean, Watch Dogs 2 looks like it, it could be interesting, but that third one didn't, didn't, in t- didn't look very interesting. And the, uh, no, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay anything for an Ubisoft service. Yeah, this is not a red cent. Yeah. I don't, you know, if it was like additional $20 a year or something, then maybe, but if I'm going to pay an extra $5 per month, like $60 a year or something ridiculous, uh, you know, you know, if you're really interested in the Ubisoft game, guess what? You're going to go buy it like, you know, a month after it's released for 25 bucks or whatever, you know, so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's out there. I mean, it's like I was thinking, oh, maybe, you know, this would be good for people to play more multiplayer focus games like Far Cry together, like co-op, that kind of thing. But uh, I think yeah, everyone's been kind of dissatisfied uh, with some of the games that Ubisoft has brought to the table. You know, Watchdog Legions, you could buy for like, what you know, $10 or less on most places. I know GameStop, I think, had it for $5, I believe. <laughs> so it's like, there's so. your subscription service right there. <laughs> you got it, yeah. 
pick and choose what you want out of the category. I mean, I picked up Riders Republic for 25 bucks. I haven't played it yet in the story of my life, but uh, you can... Mm. I'll have to see about that. I know a lot of people were Xbox fans were clamoring, oh, well, let's add Ubisoft Plus. But guess what? You got your Ubisoft Plus, but you're going to have to pay a little bit out of your pocket. It's not just going to come free uh, with your subscription costs. So we'll have to see about all that business. So, And then last but not least, speaking of Xbox, uh, this week uh, they kind of got people's uh, attention a little bit because they announced a new promotion. So they have working with uh, nail polish brand OPI mm. on here. And so Xbox is working with OPI to bring out its new Xbox-inspired spring 2022 collection of nail polish. And this includes 12 colors based on various Xbox bits and bobs on here. So you have uh, such nail polish colors as Quest for Quartz, Pixel Dust, Susie is my avatar. The past is always greener. You had me at Halo. Achievement unlocked in Newberry. So all these colors, uh, in, like you had me at Halo, it's a shimmery galactic blue that will give you sparkly stats is this description mm. on here. And if you happen to buy more than $20 worth of nail polish from OPI on Amazon, you get a special special color of master chief's armor armor coating for master chief and halo infinite and also if you go and you know go with your bestie which you with your uh a significant other and go down over to uh alta beauty and pick up uh, more than 20 bucks in nail polish at that location you get a special dlc code for forza horizon 5 for in-game content for a car colored at uh, appropriate colors. So, so uh, I don't know about this promotion. I don't know if you guys have anything to say about this promotion, but <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it, what's to say, Joe? What is there to say? This type of thing just seems so pandering and cringy. It, 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 I, I don't know. It's this. This is weird. I mean. Marketing is going to market, I guess. I don't but know. Is this, is, this is cringy as hell to me. It, is it like another Blacks on Xbox scenario? Kind of, because it's like, oh, you're a girl gamer, so we know you got, you, you, you ladies like these pretty colors in your nails. So, yeah, it's like, I, I it just it, it 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 just seems so freaking cringy. I don't know what it is about the company. I don't know if Microsoft does its own internal marketing or if they have a company that they contract out with. But this stuff, I don't. Know, it, it's the same with the 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 American doll Xbox doll that they came out with. <laughs> I mean, this is just. I mean, it what's next? Just... I mean, you're going to go to like Home Depot and get some like power tools. You know, they're going to have a male oriented like Xbox promotion. I mean, you, you know, know? Hey, hey, you know, I don't know, you know, uh, Halo Black and Decker. I, I don't know. <laughs> this just seems really, really cringy. And I, I don't know 
here's the thing you market you market to gamers that's what you do you market to gamers you don't take people's gender and ethnicity and all this other stuff into it what is it that you like you like games so we're going to we're going to market products and associate our brand with uh products that bring to mind gaming that bring to mind xbox nail polish does to me i I can't even i don't even know how you would even come up with that at a boardroom meeting hey we need a new idea to mark to, to to push the xbox brand oh i know nail polish give me a break that's i don't know I don't know. I got an Xbox ambassador email asking for a cattle call of uh, African American folk to, uh, <laughs> you know, get ready for uh, Black History Month. Uh, Calling and... all Negroes. <laughs> well, they they want the. Wow. Uh, they want to get ready for their marketing push for February. So. This is so cringe. This is so nonsensical. And really. When you when you, if you really want to get down to the brass tacks, it's kind of racist. It really is. Uh, as as if I as a black man cannot be uh, cannot be marketed to for my interests and likes. It's got to be well. You know, we know you're black, so you 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 need to. We need to cater specifically to uh, to your ethnicity in whatever it is that you're into because i don't know how to talk to you as a human being because i don't know no black people and i'm too scared to know black people this is what it says to me i'm too scared to get to know black people so i'm going to wrap everything up into this ethnic or this gender wrapper to make it more palatable for you get the f out of my face with that nonsense I kind of felt the same way as a kid watching, you know, the um, African-American like McDonald's commercials back in the day. You know, they had specific, uh, you know, TV advertising just with, you know, black families and what. Well, that I don't mind that I don't mind what I do. But if you looked at those old commercials, yeah, they were no different than when it was all white folks. Oh, for sure. But you know, it, it it's like if you, it, it it's uh, okay. Per, per, perfect example. Have you ever seen those G wireless commercials locally, Joe? No, I don't watch There's, TV. So okay. Well, there is this there is this local local uh, cell phone company called G wireless. I probably probably even should be mentioning them because this commercial is atrocious. <laughs> and they have this Mexican dude. Who I don't know if he's the owner or if he works there, and he's talking about these cell phone plans, and they have this wannabe Eminem white dude coming in talking all street. Yo, I'm sick and tired of these complicated ass cell phone programs. <laughs> Hook me up. Yo, G Wallace and the G Wallace fam, and it's this white bread looking freaking white dude. Robert Van Winkle in the flesh. (laughs) This is what I think about when I hear stuff and see stuff like this. It's trash. That's what it is. It is absolute 
garbage. And, you know, obviously it, I guess it works on some level because they keep on doing it. But, you know, I wouldn't care if G Wireless was the last cell phone company on earth. You can kiss my black ass if you think I'm going to give you any of my money <laughs> after seeing that, that racist ass marketing commercial. So, so no, no, I'm, I'm over this type of stuff. I really am. I, I think most people were kind of just like came and went and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to see, okay, Xbox, Earth Day, Xbox, you know, even if it was PlayStation and Nintendo, I just stick to gaming and, you know, market to you're going to market. I mean, obviously you're going to see Master Chief on a box of Hot Pockets, but, you know, <laughs> that's, 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 that's okay. You know, once you start getting into the, the weeds, it's like, okay, who else are we going to market this to? So. Well, you know, the reason that Nintendo and, and Sony don't do this stuff is because they know that they'd be just as bad at it. I, I, I mean, I think they know that. So it's like, it's like instead of marketing to specific groups, let's just market to people who buy, who are interested in our products. Let's show them some games. Let's show them some controllers. Let's show them that instead yeah. of this freaking nail polish. You know, because you you're a girl gamer, you 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 can't relate to actual games or gaming products. We need to entice you with these cute little dainty things because you're so girly. Yeah, miss me with that, man. All right, now will be the news for this episode. All right, so thank you, thank you, Jabroni Chief, for bringing the news to our folks. Uh, contact. You can Wait, hold on, our, hold on. Oh, what, what? oh yeah, that's right. You had the you had the giveaway to do, right? Yep, you got okay. it. Yep. My bad. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Let me go ahead and bring that up, though. You know, and I have to like to give a shout out to Alfred because you know basically what Alfred was saying after he won the contest because of our long association both both with me and also with you, Kevin, with uh, being on uh, Gamer Husband slash DH Radio that he just felt that he liked for someone else to win this contest or prize. He felt like he was part of management. So <laughs> even though he's, he's not part of our podcast, that's for sure. He's never been on the show in our, you know, long storied history of 153 episodes now. And yeah, so very selfless of him to, to, to say that or to do that. So yeah. we, we, we appreciate, we appreciate you offer for doing that. And it, we're able to uh, give, possibly give this to, to someone else all right so let's go ahead here let me get the random number generator ready to roll here and we will come up with the winner here so and i'm going to leave alfred's numbers in the mix and if it happens to pop up we will go on to the next generation of numbers so you know, got, got a drum roll for me <laughs> and the number 34 34 is the winner who is number 34 let's look in the list red start crucial chase you are a winner of the contest drawing so congratulations chase we will be in contact with you, um, probably contact you after this show is over, just to let you know you won. But uh, thanks to Crystal Chase, thanks to all of our entry uh, entries into the main event last episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, go listen to it. 
please. So yes, it's, it's pretty epic. Yep. All right. So thank you for that, Jill, and, th and thank you for everybody who participated. And uh, again, special shout out to to Chase for winning that contest. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you want to use. If you've heard anything that you would like to respond to, or if you yourself would like to be on our show and get your opinions of gaming out to our listeners, you're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter page at gamingvessels. That's G A M I N G V E S S E L S. You're going to find uh, our Discord link there, as what you also and you also find our Discord link on whatever podcast aggregate you use to download this show. And again, uh, I would be um, um, remiss if I did not mention our Discord server. We've got a lot of great uh, gaming discussions going on. We share news. We share opinions. It's not an echo chamber. A lot of varying opinions on gaming, but everybody treats each other respectfully, which is something you just don't see on the big social media platforms anymore. I don't even know if you ever really did, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but... Um, Nonsense and shenanigans is all fun. It's uh, and we have a great time over there. So I would highly encourage you, if you have not yet, to join our Discord server. Uh, individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter for whatever reason <laughs> at shownuff seventy one, as S H O N U W F the number seventy one. On PlayStation Network, I'm Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7 at the end. On Xbox Live, I am Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as originally. And for Switch, my friend code is 76582155 Dez, I'm going to toss it to you. Where can folks get a hold of you at, bro? All right, y'all can find me on Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T H E N E M O S I X. You can find me on PSN, Steam, and Xbox Live at Nemo Tigger. N E M O T G G R. You can find me on Nintendo. Uh, my my friend code is my Nintendo friend code is five two eight zero six six seven four four five one nine. And as always, if you message us, please tell us how you how you uh, heard about us, mention the show or something. That way we're talking to people, not bots. Uh, Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at the handle jabronichi, J-A-B-R-O-N-I-C-H-I-E-F. I'll be on there retweeting contest entries and forward him to Desmond so he can enter too. Yep. Much to his chagrin. Yes. No chagrins. I do it. It's fun. I sometimes see you retweet and retweet with my name back. So, you know, hey, you know, that's, that's something you sure want to win. Yep. Yeah. All right. And on PSN and Steam, I am under the handle Jabroni Chief, same spelling as my Twitter handle, Xbox Jabroni Chief 374, and my Nintendo friend code. If I ever turn my switch on again, 4712 5953 1409. Alrighty, and a special again, a special shout out to everybody that participated in our main event. So, thank you, Double F Twenty Eighteen. Thank you, John BT. 
Thank you, Alberco. Thank you, Glovebox. And thank you, Gerald. Uh, as I like to say, if if without you, without you all listening to our show and participating in our main events, we'd just be three all dudes just yapping into the internet ether. There's a lot of other things you could be doing, a lot of other shows you could be listening to, but we appreciate the block of time that you carve out for our little uh, show of shenanigans here <laughs> on Gaming Vessels. Thank you very, very much. So with that said, we are going to bring episode 153 of Gaming Vessels to a close for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. the Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Who mm. is that food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar? I'm Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digger Dolomite. That bling bling, yo. Yo. And we will be back <laughs> next week with episode 154 for you. Peace.